The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This episode is sponsored by Unity.org. Discover the transformative power of inner voice, a tarot deck of affirmations. Explore your true self, seek guidance, and find empowerment through ancient wisdom and modern insight. To learn more, visit go.unity.org forward slash tarot. Expand the power of your personal energy. Welcome to Energy Activation with Sandra Ann Taylor. Hello, everyone. This is Sandra Ann Taylor, and I'm so glad to be back live with you. It's such a pleasure to uh, join and connect in this way a couple weeks each month. Um, So I am delighted to be here. And uh, before we get started about talking about our very important topic today, because it's something that is greatly misunderstood. I do want to uh, thank everyone for all their wonderful emails about the Mystical Connections event that happened last week on uh, Thursday, I believe it was. Um, We did a wonderful online streaming uh, session. There were 10 of us, um, readers, card readers, mediums, um, and I did past life readings. It was so exciting and so much fun, and there were so many people that logged on, and I've gotten so many emails, and I just want to thank you so much uh, for your uh, participation in that. And uh, this will be available We opened this up uh, to so many people because we're now launching the um, new video app, the new Hay House video app called Heal Your Life Plus. And so it offers thousands of videos with, you know, hundreds and hundreds of authors and mediums and readers and you, you get uh, such a wonderful choice of uh, different um, things that you can explore um, at your uh, leisure. So that's the Hay House uh, Heal Your Life Plus app. It's the video app. Okay, let's talk about the confusion today about, you know, the different laws of, the, of attraction and different energies of attraction and what makes us... Uh, what causes us to attract uh, different things and for different reasons. There's been so much confusion about it. And for a long time, it was very simplistically put, like, just think about what you want. Just think enough about what you want and it'll happen. That is actually a deterrent because if you obsess about what you want, you go into the law of paradoxical intent. And that law says that if you get desperate about anything that you want or desire, that your desperation will actually only cause a negative energy to come out of your life force, and that will push the desire away. So you can't think about it constantly, otherwise you will move into this desperation. So what we have to realize is that there are just lots and lots of forces in the universe that just can't be denied. 
And it, it sure is bewitching to believe that they can always be controlled and directed at our will. It's true that your life force vibrates with incredibly vast influences. Consciousness does create reality, and energy expands to produce real and far-reaching results for you and for other people. These are the principles that we look at in the scientific world to support our human experience. Yet there are still so many things we need to understand, both about our personal energy process and about the workings of the universe itself. Truths such as consciousness created reality are fundamental parts of the human experience, absolutely fundamental parts of the human experience. And although these concepts are complex, they can empower us and provide many, many formulas and techniques and paths to help us approach life in a healthy and self-actualized way. When we bring our awareness to our everyday experience, that means when we bring our consciousness to how we're spending our energy, what we're dealing with, what we're emoting about, how we're emoting, we can not only achieve great happiness, we can deal with the joys and the difficulties in equal measure because we are taking control. We're becoming more conscious. Yet there are so many misconceptions that have developed around the process of manifestation and attraction. I call them the lies of attraction, but it might be more accurate to call them the half-truths of attraction. The precepts that we are going to be talking about today are those misconceptions about attraction. You know, the theory of consciousness created reality does reveal that your mental and emotional influence has a far-reaching effect on your destiny creation, your daily mental and emotional um, awareness. And when you hear about this and other concepts that say your thoughts create reality, you may become obsessed with what you're thinking, never realizing that that obsession actually makes things worse. This is such a common reaction that it's important to address it. It's important to realize that this is one of the lies of attraction. So one of the things that people say is that if you want good things to happen to you, you can never allow yourself to have a negative thought. Really? (laughs) Never allow yourself to have a negative thought. Negative thoughts are a part of being human. While you certainly don't want to stew in them and just brood and brood and brood, you don't want to fear or judge them either. A far greater energy of attraction is venting the negative thoughts, venting the negative emotions, letting go and moving on and not taking things so seriously. This is so important because when you start to investigate every thought, every word, every emotion, you start to become um, more stressed. And what does that do to your life force energy? It makes it more agitated. So just let yourself consider 
Are you critical of your negativity? Are you? Some people even worry about being around people who are worrisome. Maybe, maybe you're afraid of your own fear because of this issue. You know, this is belief. This is based in the belief that good things only happen to people who always think positively. Uh, let me give you a clue. Nobody, nobody always thinks positively. It just can, this attitude of I have to think positively all the time can be paralyzing because then the fear of having a negative thought is in itself a negative thought. It becomes the very thing that you're trying to prevent. So it's important to remember that a healthy part of our process as human beings is to express our emotions, to express our reactions, our understandings, and to learn from them, especially those concerning the difficulties of our life. We don't want to just suppress that. Real life happens, and it has to be handled honestly, not superficially. People can be cruel, Situations can be difficult, and if things are, that are difficult and people are m- mistreating you, you will react to that. Do you want to internalize that negative, difficult response and carry that negative energy within your life force vibration? Because that's what happens when you refuse to let yourself have a negative reaction when you are genuinely having a negative reaction. Or do you want to let it out and get some resolution? Of course, if you keep running into the same kind of treatment, the same kind of situations, you do need to investigate what you can do about these things what you can change, how you can approach it in a proactive, self-actualized level. And also then investigate how you treat and talk to yourself because if you consistently find yourself being treated negatively and also being criticized, there could be some energetic element where you treat yourself negatively and you criticize yourself too much. That's the kind of thinking that really matters, that really needs to be changed. So it's important to realize that you have some options here. I like to view some negative thoughts as clouds in the wind. They can float in and float out and you don't have to make them mean much. You don't, they probably don't mean much. We all have those kinds of thoughts. Yet, if you're like me and every other human, there are times when life seems to send huge storm clouds your way. When something truly difficult stimulates a lot of negative thinking. Now, that's a sign that you need to deal with it. Not ignore it, not deny it, and definitely not fear it. If you're generally optimistic, minor negative thoughts can move through your mind and and your life, and they don't have to have a lot of power in your life. 
chronic patterns of doubt, anger, self-judgment, self-loathing, worry, all of these do need to be reversed. They do need to be addressed if you see them in a repeated fashion. Those kinds of thoughts that reappear with frequency and intensity are trying to tell you that you have issues that need attention. For example, if you're always saying there are no good men out there, you need to know that such a persistent expectation can set you up for that experience. There could be good men out there, but maybe not for you. Because you are blocking it if that becomes a part of your constant negative thought. See, this is the difference between judging yourself for fleeting negative thoughts and knowing your patterns. And we're going to be talking about patterns next week. So you have to see that it is a permeating energy when you have repeated fear thoughts, when repeated hopelessness, repeated expectations of doom. This permeates your energy. And it's not the emotional content you want to be living in. It's not the emotional content you want to be carrying. And venting it, getting it all out, can actually help you. While denial just lets it set in. So you get out the fear, you get out the feeling, and then you change the thoughts. And next month, we're going to be talking about thought sheets and changing thoughts and really being aggressive about this. You can change these negative thoughts because they are not your truth. I don't care what you have had to go through. I don't care how many horrible men you've dated. It is simply not your truth that there are no good men out there. There are still wonderful men out there, and you can open your heart and your life to them. But you can't do it if you keep saying there are no good men out there. So specific thoughts that are repeated, such as fear, or on the other side of the coin, appreciation, worry, or joy, these accumulate in your resonance and determine the very quality of your daily life. And it's your daily life that actually projects your life force energy. So it's not necessarily the fleeting ideas that are the problems. It's living in a constant consciousness of negativity, judgment, worry, fear. That's what must be changed. Shifting persistent negative patterns will then transform the ongoing emotional quality, the daily quality of your life. It is worth your effort to say, what am I thinking in a repeated fashion? What are my emotions? If you're in a constant negative emotion, I guarantee you there's a constant negative thought behind it. And you can change that. You have the, I don't care what you've been through. I mean, I do care, but whatever you have been through, you, even if it was, if it was horrible, you still have the power to change it. You have the power of your eternal spirit and your intellect and your will and your determination. Shifting persistent negative patterns will transform 
the quality of your daily life and then generate a real core of happiness in your life force energy. And what happens then? That happiness gets projected and you attract happiness back. People, situations, solutions that bring happiness to you because you're choosing happy thoughts and happy intentions, or at least accepting and peaceful thoughts, not negating patterns of deep, deep self-loathing or fear and worry. So be conscious of your thinking, but have some compassion for yourself. Let the fleeting irritations go and develop a really, really strong awareness about your personal issues. Own them. Own, okay, I am a fearful person, or I am worried about the future, or I tend to criticize myself. Own it. If you notice consistent patterns of negativity in any one direction, investigate those patterns to find the source of the misinformation. And I'm going to be talking about a case in just a few minutes here that can show you how people are not aware of the source. Know that everything that limits you actually misinforms you. Even if you've thought this to be your truth your whole life, that you are limited in some way, you have been given misinformation. But you don't have to worry about every single thing you say and think. Keep in mind that the universe responds most to your core beliefs about yourself. Thoughts of self-love and self-trust are irresistible magnets and are really worth your attention. This is so important. And it's especially true when you are looking for love. You may have been told never to use the word want when you're looking for love. I want a man or I want a new love. Or even when you're looking for anything. This has been a very common response too. You may have been told never to use the word want because when thinking about your desire, people say that when you use the word want, that makes you focus on the fact that you don't already have your goal. For example, to say, I want a man, some people believe it only makes you realize that you don't already have one. But guess what? Your subconscious mind knows that you don't already have one. And same with the word hope. People say don't use the word hope because it reminds you that you have something that you're missing. Can I, I cannot imagine a life without hope. I don't care how much I have and how many wonderful experiences. I always must have hope, not for more, but for the future, for joy. So the theory then says, Oh, instead of saying want or hope, I say I have a wonderful man. And to continue to repeat it until it becomes a reality. But the subconscious mind kind of slips on that. That's a slippery slope. But when, and when it comes to attraction, what you say or how you say it isn't the most important issue. It's your entire life force, the consciousness rooted in your belief system that really matters. If you're looking for a new relationship, it won't depend on whether you use words like want or have, hope or have, or will have, or whatever. 
it will depend almost exclusively on how you perceive, honor, and relate to yourself. You can tell yourself that you have a new relationship and you can put pictures on your vision board and feng shui your bedroom with candles and rose quartz. But if you look in the mirror with self-loathing, you're not going to be in luck. It's either not going to happen at all, or you're going to attract a man who is as judgmental about you as you are of yourself. That's the bottom line here of energetic attraction. It isn't in your words. It's in your genuine self-regard and your daily life force, in your self-care. There's nothing wrong with wanting a man or anything else. As long as you want to and you choose to love yourself first. So, so, so important. Another lie of attraction is that if you want good things to happen to you, you should always be happy. Make sure you're always happy. You should never talk about anything bad or even let yourself have unhappy feelings at all. I knew someone who was, you know, studying attraction and figuring out what she wanted to do. And she was very rarely happy except when she drank. So you know what this admonition of you should always be happy did? Made her drink more. Do you think that that created a really attractive life force energy? Oh my gosh, there's so much misinformation here. The truth is that you empower yourself by dealing with your history, by dealing with the emotions. Purify your energy by venting your emotions, determining what honors you, releasing what doesn't, and then moving on. And when life is hard, as it can be hard, if you're a human being like me, you're going to have to face your hurts, your losses, your frustrations at some point or another, even if they're long ago. So don't freak out if you feel bad about what you're going through. Both negative and positive emotions are all a part of the human experience. Don't ask yourself not to be human. They're all a part of the human experience. When problems arise, even if they're unpleasant, they must be dealt with. Denying the difficulty doesn't make it go away. It doesn't purify its energy or yours. It only stuffs the vibration deep into your consciousness and tells the universe that you're unwilling to prioritize yourself. Is this the message that you want to send out? That you're unwilling to deal with your life and prioritize yourself and prioritize the issues you're dealing with. Because that's only going to attract more situations and people who are unwilling to prioritize you. A healthy approach requires facing the problem, venting your feelings, and dealing with the challenges that are caused by this, whatever the situation is. This is so extremely important. If you have something uncomfortable going on, 
the solution is not to shut down. It's to open up. And right now I want to address those people who have fear of confrontation. If you have something uncomfortable going on, if you have someone who is trying to shut you down, who is negating you in some way, and you need to stand up to them, it's part of your karmic directive to take baby steps, sure. Don't just jump into the fray, but start to first in your journal and then in your life. Say, listen, I deserve, I deserve better treatment. I deserve to be respected. And then know that you deserve to respect yourself. This is true whether it's a new hurt or an old trauma. Your energy is just punctuated by the events of your life and by your emotional responses to those events. If you've never vented the emotions around the pains of the past or even the difficulties of today, then it becomes impossible to shift your conclusions about those experiences. You start to perceive yourself as a victim. Another message that you do not want going out into the universe. Over time, the refusal to deal with the vagaries of life will cause you to feel more and more like a victim and more and more less more and more powerless in terms of your victimhood. If I see myself as a victim, I see myself as powerless. And when we see ourselves as powerless, we never take action on our own behalf. And that's another honest thing that you want to change about your consciousness. But you will reclaim your power when you take action, when you vent, when you determine to resolve things, when you really honestly look in the mirror and say, okay, this is a part of myself, a part of my own nature that I need to change. I need to be, have more courage to take more risks, to be more self-actualized. And when you express the honest emotions you're experiencing, especially in your journal, where you are free to say exactly what you feel in any way that you want, because no one's ever going to see it. Unedited. That's so important. When you do that, you can clear out the gunk and let yourself then start sending out purifying energy. I liken um, the, the phenomenon of holding in energy from past hurts and never venting, like leaving a a hose sitting in a yard for years. And what happens? You go to turn on the water, you want to send out pure water, there's bugs, there's dirt, there's leaves, there's critters, all sorts of things in there. That's in your life force energy. How is purity going to come out of that if it's just been held in and held in and held in? So it's important to say it's okay. It is okay to deal with this. Because when something happens to you, whether it's somebody running into your car today or something life-changing like losing a relationship or a job, or if it's something from the past where you were rejected or even abandoned by a parent, 
It's normal for you to have anger, fear, doubts, sadness. When the feelings are unexpressed, they stay in your personal energy field and influence your life force vibration. The unresolved agitation will then persist and become a part of your signature resonance. This is your signature resonance. It becomes a part of who you are. I was rejected as a child, so I expect to be rejected as an adult. You don't want that as your signature resonance. But you can release all that, whether it's today, last year, or 10 or 20 or 30 years ago. When you finally acknowledge what you genuinely feel and arrive at some new conclusions about it, I deserve, I am valuable, I am powerful. And this is true no matter what. No matter how long ago a hurt may have happened, you can still deal with it. I had a client named Amanda who came to see me because she was frustrated with her love life. She was actually a very pretty, easygoing woman with a great sense of humor. Yet for years, she'd been attracting critical and unavailable men. She wanted to find out why and shift her attraction level. Initially, she thought I was going to give her a few affirmations and help her with a vision board and you know set her intentions and that type of thing. And she felt that would be all that she needed to make a difference. Unfortunately, it went far deeper than that. When I asked Amanda about her childhood, she told me that she didn't want to talk about it. She said her parents provided her with everything she ever needed. Neither one was an alcoholic, nor were they violent. As a result, she couldn't understand how her history could have anything to do with her relationship experience now. Well, I told her to humor me, and she proceeded to tell me about her past. Her parents were caring, hardworking people who lived in a middle-class neighborhood. They had very specific beliefs, however, about what was important in life, what was right, what was good, and what made a woman valuable. Among many, many well-meant but misguided notions, they taught her that without a husband, she could never be secure. And without a family, she would never be happy. In addition, her grandmother was very fearful. And there were many limitations placed upon her understanding of love, life, and her own value. In hearing Amanda's story, I realized that unconditional love was never modeled for her, guided by the fears and values as misshapen as they were, of the people around her, she attached the expectations of affection to personal perfection. In other words, she had to be perfect to get the man. She had to get the man to be secure. She had to get the, the man to have the family to be happy. Now look at how much desperation that takes. Look at how much that shifts your energy of yourself. She was not valuable in and of herself. She even confided to me 
that there were many times when a partner left and she could only wonder, what was wrong with me? What did I do? How did I go wrong? Was I not pretty enough? Was I not funny enough? Meanwhile, she had worked and strived her whole life to create this easygoing persona where she was happy and, or pretended she was happy. But she never felt that she had enough to make the man stay. She had never considered the profound impact of her past. Her childhood drama had led her to some serious, constant conclusions that were perpetuating a life force of self-negation. Deep, deep down, Amanda felt she was unworthy of love, even though she was taught that her value would come from a relationship, she was taught that she wasn't worthy of one. Look at how, look at that. Look at how that intensely confusing and um, dissociating it is from your truth. It's amazing to me. She was totally conflicted because she believed she had to be perfect in order to be approved of and that she had to be approved of in order to be valuable and perfect. I don't want to get on that train. That is so hard to live with. Amanda had been feeling this way her entire life, but she never understood or articulated it before. She never really perceived how powerful it was before. And now she knew what had to be changed her negative self-view, her expectations of dismissal. She actually expected to be dismissed. And she was finally willing to let go of the false assumptions of her old story and start having the truth of her unconditional value and deserving. So what we did, we set up a three-step process to make that happen. A three-step process. And um, I'm going to get into, we're going to take a break, a little break now, and then we're going to talk about the three-step process. And then um, we're going to, everyone on the phone, hang on, we're going to, I'm going to come to you. And, uh, but I want to give this process to everyone because it's very important that you know that you have something that you can do. But let's take a break and we'll come back and just talk about the three simple steps in this process. Okay, let's go back to these steps. And I have talked about step one is vent, 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 vent. Get the unexpressed emotions and energy out. Amanda had never dealt with it because she didn't even realize. She thought her parents were pretty loving. But she didn't realize how angry she had become about the way the innate value had been, uh, of her innate value had been minimalized. And um, not intentionally. Her parents and her grandmother were very, very loving, but that was what they learned. And so she needed to vent that. So I always talk about doing venting letters. And so it's not one long letter. You just take out your journal and, dear mom, how could you tell me that I needed a man to be happy? I know you believe it, but you know what? I don't believe it anymore. I'm going to make myself happy now. And dear dad, how can you tell me that I wasn't pretty enough or whatever he told her? And then you just say, just get out the feelings. It, it hurt me so much when you said this or did that. that. But you always end with a releasing and empowering statement. A releasing and empowering statement. I'm letting go of all these negative beliefs 
and I am choosing to empower myself. I'm reclaiming my power. I'm reclaiming a new belief, my truth, that I am valuable. I am enough in every way. These are my truths. And I don't have to live by your truths any longer. And then she learned to express difficult emotions as they came up. So she was able to work on things. She not only expressed the stuff from the past, she in her journal, she worked on things as they came up. And she learned how to vent so that she didn't have to carry, carry, carry all the negative um, experiences and the energy. And then the process of doing this helped her to figure out the false beliefs she was forming or repeating from childhood in a maybe subtle way, but a very extremely influential way. So that's step two of the three-step process. Identify and intervene on the resulting false assumptions. Amanda's conditional approval at home taught her to believe some terrible falsehoods. She was living with conclusions that had been forged in false priorities and old-fashioned stereotypes. Although she hadn't thought this through before, she now realized that her entire life was based on a pretty significantly false belief system. And she needed to um, change what she had established. She had successfully put on a mask that allowed her to function easily and even appear confident, but it covered up an undercurrent of negative feelings and thoughts. So she needed to work on noticing when she was saying, t- saying things about her unworthiness or negating herself in any way, and then shift it. And as I said, in next month, we're going to be talking about um, thought, cha- thought changes and how to do them. I'm actually going to offer thought sheets and true thought beliefs, and we're going to attack this, okay? So Amanda listed all the negative conclusions, things like the world is limited, so am I, that type of thing. Uh, There's never, you know, I can't trust men and I don't deserve to be loved. But then she was able to change that. She, Even if she didn't believe it, she wrote some affirmations about, I know that there is something, someone special out there for me. I deserve to be loved. I'm a child of God who deserves to be loved and who deserves all the wonderful things of the universe. And when she started letting go of the false truths and open up as she continued to vent and identify and release unhealthy emotions and change the inaccurate, totally misleading thoughts, then she added the third step to her process of moving on. And that third step is establish and integrate a healthy new belief system. Literally write down what you want to believe. Write down what you want to believe. And say it. And, and say, you're an adult. You can choose what you want to believe. You don't have to believe the false information. Beliefs like, I'm beginning to see how really valuable I am. I am whole and complete just as I am. I deserve to make myself a priority and expect that from others. I deserve to love and be loved and to love myself. This world is unlimited and so am I. These are the things that you can do. Three relatively 
easy steps in terms of simple approach, but not easy emotionally sometimes. Trust me, I've done it. It can be emotionally difficult to do these things. But the bottom line is it's your self-perception, your self-love that will bring real energetic harmony. So this core truth determines the quality of your life, and it also influences the results of your dreams and your desires. When you recognize the language of old lies that you were taught, things like I am not deserving, shift to I open my heart to know that I am deserving. I am blessed with the blessings of the universe. There are unlimited blessings of the universe. This intention to bring healing, trust, and love to your own heart will ignite your life force with incredibly brilliant energy. In the deepest understanding of consciousness created reality, it's your pervasive peace and gentle self-care that make your life magnetic. All attraction starts with this truth, and you are worthy of your own love. Affirm that for yourself and feel the truth in your heart, and soon the blessings of the universe will be coming your way. So think about this. I really, really want to encourage you to think about how you talk to yourself and where it came from and what you can do about it now. And start, jot down those three steps. Start putting them into practice. And like I said, next month we're going to be talking about specific things you can do to change your thoughts. Okay, let's go to the phones. Let's go to Sabi in San Francisco. Hi, Sabi. Hi, Sander. Thank you so much for taking my call. Sure. What's your question, honey? I wanted to ask you about work opportunities and love. I would like both in my life. (laughs) Okay, well, as soon as I got into your vocal resonance, I saw a man here holding a coin. Now, that could some, be someone you work, you meet at work, or it could be um, a romantic interest also. Um, uh, do you have a job now? No, I don't. I'm currently applying for jobs, then, and they're mostly back on the East Coast in Virginia. And you're on the West Coast? Yes. Okay. I don't see bags packed, honey. Do you want to, do you want to move to Virginia? I mean, that's where I was before, and I've applied for lots of jobs out here in San Francisco area, too, but I'm not having much luck. Yeah. Um, Okay, let me go into this guy. There's a guy here holding out a coin. Excuse me. Um, Okay, all right. So he he hands me an envelope. This is a message to you. I think, okay, you're not having much luck. I want to do uh, some affirmations about the things, the very things we're talking here about deserving uh-huh. and knowing that the universe is abundant and that you're attracting the ideal position to you. Now, I go down further down the road. I don't see a contract yet, but I do see some celebration. And, okay, there's another man standing on the side of the road here. He is not holding out money, so I don't think it's about job. Um, let me ask. Okay, no, you have not met this man yet. There is a potential love interest here. Um, I'm I'm getting the word. Um, let me see what I'm picking up here. Thoughtful, thoughtful. Okay, thank you. I'm getting the word thoughtful, which means he could either think a lot, not in a brooding type of way, but be kind of reflective, mm-hmm. or he can be very kind. 
Oh, oh, and or he can be both. So I think there is a man here um, that uh, is going to, I just heard, come out of the woodwork. I don't think you're going to have to go on a dating site or something like that to find him. I don't know if you do that. But no. I feel like, that. no, I didn't think so. Uh, but there is a man here. He's like one, two, three, four, five, six steps down the road. That could be six days, six weeks, six months. And then I go a little further with him, and he's handing you, um, like you're clinking glasses, you're toasting, you're having champagne about something. Um, but I'm not... Um, Okay, thank you. Gabriel comes in here and talks about um, marketing yourself. How how aggressively are you looking for a job there on the West Coast? Um, I mean, I've been sending out my resume and talking to recruiters, but most of these jobs are you know for back in Virginia again, not so much out here. Okay. Either, okay, honey, I'm not seeing bags packed. And I, I would be honest with you, if I thought you had to go back... Okay, so, all right, thank you. So Gabriel is talking about either accepting something slightly different, different than what you are looking for in Virginia, mm -hmm. or getting ready. Because I think the reason I'm not seeing bags packed is that um, you're not, you know that that, you feel that that's the only option, but you're not ready to move. Is that right? Yeah, I'm kind of hesitant about it. Yeah, I, I can feel it. And I, and. Gabriel's blowing his horn at you here. Um, he's Okay, thank you. He's saying you have the power to make something happen here, and he wants you to know that um, there is a love interest, and it's before any bags are packed, so there is a possible love interest here. I want to do some affirmations, but like I said, about the job and about the love, about I open my heart and my life to the loving partner and to the wonderful job that's coming my way. But Gabriel does say that you may have to do something a little different if you're determined to stay. Now I go way down the road and I still don't see the bags packed. Um, so I feel that there's um, a bigger hesitation about leaving than you even realize. So let's look for something a little different. Um, okay, he's saying, okay, thank you. He's saying um, widen the net. Throw out the net in a different, in slightly different places. Okay, so you're you're looking in certain, um, you know, agencies and stuff. There's more to look at. Okay, I don't know if you okay. use the Indeed and all the other other um, yes. job things, but yes. Okay, he's saying there's a little more that you can widen the net with. All right. I don't see bags packed, so I don't think you're going to be leaving soon. So you might have to adjust your expectations or the kind of job you got get. But open your man to your life to this man because I see it within six steps, six weeks, six months, even possibly six days. But I want to open up my heart. See, honey, you have a little bit of Amanda's story. I want to get to some more calls so we don't have to get into the details. Yeah, you know. You have a little bit of self-doubt where your value is concerned, my love. And that is not your truth. So let's do some of the stuff we talked about today. All right, honey? Okay. Because I see good. it opening up. This guy is just six steps away. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. Okay, honey. All right. God yeah. bless you. Good luck with everything. Okay. Thank you. Um, thank you for calling. Okay, let's go to Leilani. Hi, Leilani. Hi, Sandra. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm hanging in there, still kind of good. looking for where to live. But I wanted to ask you, I've just been looking at the money energy in my life. And money will come 
But then it goes. Then it goes. I was just going to say, money will come, past- and then it goes. Go ahead. I'm wondering if there's a past life where I made a vow. I feel like I was really, really wealthy in a past life and that I was a horrible, mean woman and I died lonely and alone. And I feel like I made a vow to never be wealthy again or something. Well, um, I'm actually, that's very perceptive of you because I'm actually hear, hearing a yes around that. I, do, I don't think that okay. you were a horrible, horrible person, but I do feel that you had a lot of money and you were very stingy with it. Um, oh, okay. And, you know, you didn't, you didn't have a lot of compassion for the people that worked for you or the poor people that lived around you. Um, don't fault yourself. I was a horrible, horrible person in past life. I made people actually oh, so really? miserable. They killed themselves. I'm not kidding. I was so depressed oh. when I found that out. Yeah, but now I realize oh. this is that this life is where, you know, was given to me to switch all of that around. And so you don't need to say I, I, that money is... Okay, here's the thing. You left that okay. life with regret, and you felt like money might be the root of all evil, that that was the root of my meanness. You weren't a horrible, horrible person. You were just very, very stingy and not yeah. generous. Okay? So yeah. what I want to do is is do some affirmations about um, I opened my life to the unlimited wealth of the universe, um, wonderful abundance is coming to me in unexpected and amazing ways. And I know that the more I attract, the more abundance I attract, the more I can share. Okay. Mm. See, that shifts the energy of that past life. But I do want to go back. You know about rescripting past lives, honey? Yes. I read your book years ago, and I think I took your Hay House course on past lives. Okay, good. Um, um, when we rewrite the, we see yourself in that past life, and you're okay. just handing out money. You're just, and people are coming okay. to you, and I'm, I'm hearing it's Boxing Day. It's Boxing Day. Do you know what that is? I think that's like the day after Christmas in England or the UK or something that where they gave, poor people came to the estate and got food and stuff. I, I just hear that. and But you did not do that in that in that life. Um, and I'm seeing a contract here. Are you in a job right now, honey? I am uh, have a healing arts practice. So I'm a healer and I do intuitive counseling. And But I, I need more clients. My main client just walked away. So money is really tight right now. I have no idea what's going to happen. Honey, I have to tell you. Okay. I got to tell you. I see a door with a coin mm-hmm. on it. And um, okay. I go through that door, and there's a con- there's people who are going to be committed to you. A contract is not just a romance or a job contract. It can be client contract. Um, and have you heard okay. me talk about attraction intentions? Yes. Okay. Let's do some attraction intentions for all of the wonderful clients that resonate with my work and can get great comfort, value, and healing and joy from my work. Okay, and I'm attracting these people. And then remember, when you do, you when you write that I am attracting the valuable clients who, and then you list the thing once or twice a week. You say, 
um, just before bed, you read it and you you hand it over to the angels and say, bring this intention out to the universe. I actually see you sitting at a banquet table, honey. I do things think things are going to change. And I think part of it is letting go of this thing about um, committing to uh, not being wealthy because you're, you were so ungenerous. It made you mean, but no, you weren't mean. You were just stingy. Okay. So let's rescript that life. Do some affirmations about attracting great wealth can, um, is, is good for me because I can share it with others and I can bring value, um, to other people in not only in my practice, but in through the money that I make. And I open my heart to the unend, my life to the unending um, prosperity that is coming to me in wonderful and unexpected ways. Okay, because I do see the store opening, and I do see great, you know. Uh, but they're also showing me you on a balance beam, honey. You got to get into mm. your thoughts too, my love. You're this. This session is for you too, mm. because you judge yourself sometimes. Okay. Right? I do. Some, there's something. I, I want to change that. I, sh- join me in November. Join me next week, but also in November when we talk about changing the thoughts. Changing the thoughts. Okay, honey? Because I do see this this door opening with a coin on it. I think more money is going to come your way. Let's do the rescripting. We're going to let go of the resistance to money because we think it, it brings out the worst in us. This time, it's going to bring out the best in us. Okay. That's what you can say. Okay. I can attract great wealth because it's going to bring out the best in me. And it only gives me more and more to share of myself and my money. All right, sweetheart? And then, Sandra, do I need to forgive that past life or when I rescript it? it, it just just rescript it? You, yeah, you can forgive yourself, but mm-hmm. it, there, you didn't really do anything that needs forgive. I want to just rescript it and say, see yourself doing okay. it, giving stuff away and people being so money. joyous. All right, honey? Okay. Okay, thank you you so much. Thank you. God bless you. And I'm sorry we couldn't get to all the calls here, but I do want to make a very quick announcement that a year from now, I'm going to be taking a bunch of people to Tuscany, not a big bunch. We keep it very small because it can be very powerful that way. And if you go to my website, sandrataylor.net, sandrataylor.net, it's not too early to sign up. We are going to erase all the problems of the past, not only in this life, past lives, all the misinformation. We're going to let it all go and reclaim our joy. So go to sandrataylor.net and on the homepage, you should see the information about Tuscany. And join me next week. I'll be back next week live. Have a wonderful, blessed and blissful week. Since 1977, Omega Institute in New York's beautiful Hudson Valley has hosted some of the best spiritual teachers and social visionaries sharing their messages of hope, healing, and transformation. On the Dropping In podcast hosted by Emmy Award-winning producer Callie Alpert, you will enjoy in-depth interviews and conversations with people like Pema Chodron, Jack Kornfield, John Kabat-Zinn, and many others on the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Also, check out the video series on Spotify.